Welcome to the Seacoast Vineyard Church podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and we invite you to enjoy this message from God's Word. So we have something really exciting planned for this morning, but before that, I just wanted to introduce myself a little bit more to you guys, um, because I really believe that um, y'all aren't going to really listen to me unless you know me. So I'm just going to tell you a little bit about who I am. Um, and so I'm originally from Delaware. I moved down here about four years ago to go to Coastal Carolina University, where the Lord changed my life. The second week of school, Jesus said, hey, Megan, let's go. Let's go do life together. And he radically changed my life around. I began serving in a student ministry called Young Life. Um, where they go into high schools and just minister to high school students. Um, And so my heart for student ministry has um, just grown over the past few years. And then recently, um, within the last year, Doug Gonzalez, who we um, are just so honored to have him at our church, said, come on, Megan, come hang out with us in the student room. And I was like, "Uh, you know, Doug, I don't know, like, Maybe students aren't my thing. I'm going to hang out with the little guys, right, the little three-year-olds. Y'all, I went in there for one service. I walked out. I said, okay, Doug, I'll see you next week. Um, And so he built such a solid ceiling for me to use as a floor to springboard off of. And I'm just so um, thankful for all of the work he had done to prepare me to step into this position. And so I knew without a doubt in my mind, though, that the Lord had called me to serve these students here at Seacoast Vineyard. Um, I do a lot of other things. I also work sometimes at Pier 1 Imports, which I catch Karen in there shopping for some holiday pillows occasionally. Um, I have two cats that I am 127% obsessed with. I love my cats. Um, And then if I'm not working, I also have just started... um, coaching lacrosse at Myrtle Beach High School. And so if I'm not working, I'm normally at the beach collecting shark's teeth or um, pretending I can surf because I think you're supposed to be a surfer if you're a pastor at Seacoast Vineyard, right? (laughs) Isn't that thing? (laughs) Um, (laughs) so, So I like to do a lot of things, and my life can get very busy. But when I step into this church or I step into that student room or I answer a phone call, at one o'clock in the morning from a student who's crying, or I'm on a bus ride with 10 middle schoolers who are screaming Moana, (laughs) my heart explodes with joy. And I know that this is exactly where the Lord wants me. And it is so exciting and just so humbling to be a part of that, to be a part of teaching students about Jesus, to be able to walk alongside life with them. When I was in high school, um, it was was pretty rough, right? High school can be pretty awkward, pretty uncomfortable for most of us. Um, And so it was pretty rough for me. And I think back of how grateful I would have been to have someone step into my life in that season and just walk it out with me, to answer those phone calls at 1 o'clock in the morning, to come pick me up when I had no place to go, to sing Moana at the top of my lungs, even though I've never seen Moana before. I'm going to make it up. I'm just going to make it up. Um, And so 
I think, I think my heart for teenagers blossomed out of knowing I would have wanted someone to do that for me when I was that age and how important our teenage years are. And so as I was getting ready to prepare of what I was going to share with you all this morning because um, I don't have much time up here because, like I said, we have something really exciting in store. Um, but the Lord laid something on my heart, and it was the same scripture he laid on my heart 10 months ago when I stepped into this position. Um, and it is 1 Timothy 4, 12 through 14. It says, Do not let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for the believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. Until I come, devote yourself to the public reading of Scripture, to preaching and to teaching. Do not neglect your gift, which was given you through the prophecy when the body of elders laid their hands on you. So, Lord, I just I ask that you bless the reading of your Scripture today. Lord, I ask that it's only you speaking through me. Lord, I ask that hearts are tuned to hear what you have to say today. Father, I just ask that you bless our time with love and with peace and with joy, that we can have a fun morning today celebrating you, Jesus. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Amen. So how fitting is that scripture for today when we allow our students to take over the church, right? So about 10 months ago, I was asked to step into this position. I knew in my heart without a doubt, yes, this is of the Lord. Yes, I'm stepping into it. But very quickly, I had a lie creep into my mind that I was too young and too inexperienced. And I'm sure some of us at one point or another in our lives have experienced something like that. And so I prayed because I knew I had to squash that lie real quick. And the Lord laid this scripture on my heart. And he put people around me in my life to come alongside me, to encourage me, to equip me, to pray for me, to affirm this calling on my life. And so a few weeks ago, I've actually read this scripture to um, our students on a Sunday morning. And I kid you not, those glazed, boring eyes lit up when they heard this passage. All of a sudden, these students said, oh my goodness, my age does not limit me. My age does not stop me from going out and serving my community. My age will not stop me from getting on stage and worshiping my father with my church. And they were excited. They felt empowered by this scripture. The same feeling I had 10 months ago when I read this scripture and decided this was going to be my scripture for the year. That any time I thought, I'm too young, my age disqualifies me, I'm going to turn back to this scripture and hear Paul writing to Timothy, who was also a young pastor at the time, and Paul encouraged him. He said, no, Timothy, don't look, let anyone look down on you because you're young, but set an example. And so, church, I want to encourage you guys Let's embrace this. Let's empower our students. And let's do that by being good examples to them. By being good examples in our love, in faith, in purity. And show them how to serve. 
Next time you see a student running wildly through the lobby with a donut in their hand, probably flinging coffee or hot chocolate around, let's stop. Let's ask them their name. Let's ask if we can pray for them. Or better yet, ask if they can pray for you. Because they will. They want opportunities to serve. They want to let the Lord use them. They just need a church that's willing. And y'all, you are willing. What a beautiful example by letting them take over on this Sunday. Um, And so I could go on and on about these students and about Jesus just because I love them so much. Um, But I think it'll be better if I bring some students up here and you guys get to hear from them. Um, So I'm going to invite Karen, Seckle, and Robert up here. And they're just going to share a little bit um, about their story, about what God's doing in their life. If I can get, what if I spun around in circles? Oh, wow, that would be fun. Oh, look, they all know I'm crazy. I get wild. Um, so how about first, y'all, y'all introduce your, yourselves. Tell, tell everybody your name, where you go to school, your grade, and maybe a fun fact. My name is Robert. Oh, is it on? Push it again. There you go. I uh, broke it. Okay. My name is Robert. I go to, I'm a junior at St. James High School, and I like to work out. Oh, Robert. So, so, Robert, fun fact also about him, he's an ROTC, so he constantly is doing um, crazy workouts in the student room. So he's going to drop and give us three push-ups right now. <laughs> go ahead, Robert. Yeah, Robert. Whoa, whoa, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Robert. Look, he didn't know he was going to get a workout in today, did he? <laughs> you work out every day. That's good. All right. Good morning. My name is Karen. Um, I'm a senior at the Academy for the Art, Science, and Technology. And yeah, thank you. Um, fun fact about me, I was born in Okinawa and raised in Hawaii. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm Sekel. I go to North Myrtle Beach High School. I'm a sophomore. And a fun fact about me is my dad named me after a Spanish metal band in Puerto Rico. (laughs) Yeah, yes. So I'm so excited to have these students share. When I asked them um, if they'd be willing to share today, I was a little nervous because, you know, high schoolers up on stage in front of people, they, most of the time they say no, right? They're quick to shut you down. No, I'm not getting up there, and I'm not doing that for you, Megan. I said, oh, okay. But these three, they're so excited. They've been texting me all week. We've been going back and forth for the past four weeks preparing for this, and they're so excited um, to just share with you and what God's doing in their lives. And so Robert has been a part of City to Seven. That's what we call our student ministry here um, for the past three years or so. Um, And so he's just going to share a little bit about God's faithfulness and how he got here. All right, so uh, I was born in, uh, I was born in Ukraine. Uh, I lived in Ukraine for almost 13 years in an orphanage. Um, When I came to the orphanage, I uh, heard about Christ when I was after first grade. So I prayed for five years to God to actually adopt me and find me a family. Mm -hmm. So then... um, one day they called me out to the office. They took a picture of me and James. Then Who's the next time, uh, James is my brother. He's sitting somewhere in the, with students over there. Maybe. Um, 
So uh, then they said during the summer, hey, you're going to American Family over the summer and see if you will like it. So we went to the family. Uh, with We had, uh, there was sister who's going to be our sister, our mom and our dad who's sitting over there too. Um, Say hey, so, mom. <laughs> And so uh, we started calling each other every Saturday. Um, we would talk about uh, how, was, how was their Christmas, how was our Christmas. Because uh, in Ukraine, they have Christmas on January 7th instead of uh, December 25th. <laughs> and so uh, we would talk about uh, our work. And then uh, one day they decided to come over and adopt us. Uh, and then on May 5th, they adopted us. And then... We became U.S. citizens. Yeah. Tell us, tell us a little bit um, about once you started City of Seven. What did you learn? So uh, to play when, when I uh, started City of Seven, uh, I met a really good friend of mine. His name was Mark, and Mark. he taught me how to play guitar. Yeah. So uh, I've been uh, playing guitar now uh, for City of Seven, and this became my main job. Sometimes I would play bass because uh, people also taught me how to play bass. Yeah. Yeah, so Robert's learned in the past three years how to play guitar. You saw him up here um, playing, and he plays most Sundays in the student worship band. And he's now playing all the songs, goes home and learns them, and uses them to worship um, God and just serve the students in the City 7 and the church with these gifts that he's discovered. Um, so it's really been awesome to watch him and his brother James grow, um, even over the past year that I've been in this position. But I know um, God has been doing mighty work in their lives. And so just goes to show how faithful our God is, right? And so for a, a young man to see that and recognize that is amazing. It really is. Um, so Karen now wants to share a little bit about how she sees God um, in her life and in student ministry. And so, so where I go to school, there are a lot of very career-oriented and mature young adults. And so sometimes I feel like I, I don't know. It's very. It's a very different atmosphere. But when I come to City to Seven, whether um, on Sundays or on Wednesdays during during Vine Life, um, I notice that we're such a loving, youthful, energetic group of people. And I realize that as long as I have God in my life, that's what it's like. I'm very energetic and I'm very youthful in His light. And so, yeah, yeah. So Karen was sharing a little bit with me about this, and, and I'm sure some of us can relate that when we're at our jobs and the rest of our lives, um, we can feel, I know for me, very adulty, and I know y'all are very adulty, but <laughs> we can get bogged down with life and having to be so serious all of the time. And so for me and for Karen and for these students, when we step into that student room, we experience true childlike faith. We experience true love and true joy, and we can be ourselves and be free. And so I think it's encouraging to me and to you all that if we hold on to that childlike faith and we keep our minds 
um, kind of just fun and joyful, the Lord loves it. And he's rejoicing over us in heaven as well. And so um, it's encouraging. And I think Karen just wants to encourage you all that um, find a place, find people that you can kind of set aside the seriousness of life and just be joyful in the presence of the Lord. Um, thank you, Karen. Um, Seckel. Seckel has been um, discovering a really fun gift the Lord's given him, and he's been using it in his school with his peers. And so he's going to share a little bit about that gift and then a story um, of how he's used that. Uh, so... Uh, I love to talk. Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I'll go home, and uh, I'll just talk to everyone about whatever. So my mom calls me filibuster. <laughs> so uh, I feel like uh, wherever I go, I have, like, this connection to, like, everyone, and I can, like, kind of feel what they're feeling, like, I'll look at someone and I have like something like pulling me towards them like they're down one day or something and I can feel what they're feeling. I'll go up to them and I'll ask them what's up. What's and, up? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, usually I'll see that they're not opening up to anyone else. And so I'll pull them aside and I'll ask them what's going on and they'll open up. And uh, it's just like crazy like what some people are going through. And you'll look at people. And you'll ask them what they're going through, and it's way different than what you would expect. Like, some things that come out of people are just, like, crazy. So, uh, like, some people, like, I've heard uh, just, like, family issues and uh, what else? Uh, someone, like, uh, they are telling me that they feel like uh, they don't have a place because they don't have a lot of friends, and they just go home, and they're cutting themselves. And uh, someone else I know. Uh, he was in class, and he was looking pretty sad, and everyone, uh, the teacher asked him if he was okay, and the, he was like, yeah, uh, and I was like, no, he's not, so, Second uh, nose. after, after class, instead of going to break, I pulled him outside, and I was like, hey, you want to tell me what's going on, and he was like, yeah, sure, so, uh, he was telling me that his brother recently committed suicide, and then, uh, his parents, uh, like, ever since, like, his parents have always been different, and they're always angry at everyone, and so he told me, like, uh, right before he came to school, like, his parents were screaming at him and stuff, telling him that uh, they didn't love him and all this stuff, and he was just really sad, and I was telling him about Jesus, and uh, his eyes just, like, lit up, and I just told him everything that I could, and uh, he was just, like, you know, tears were coming out of his eyes, he hugged me, and it was just the greatest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, the spirit of the Lord is alive and active, and this is evidence that he moves regardless of our age, regardless of our gender, regardless of our race, regardless of where our name comes from. But this spirit... <laughs> But the Spirit moves if we're willing. And we have this just childlike faith, like Seckel does. What's up, man? What's wrong? I know something's wrong. 
The Spirit's telling me something's wrong. He doesn't need to say that, but he knows. He knows it's God telling him and pulling him towards these people in need. And he's able to just go up to him, pull him aside, sit down, be a friend, talk to him, and find out what's going on because Sekel is willing to let the Lord use him. And he wants to do the same with all of us. If we're willing, he'll use us. He'll tell us little things about people. He'll pull us with that little rope he pulls Sekel with to go up to someone we might not even know and say, hey, what's up? I think something's going on. Let's talk about it. And for, for the most part, people respond really well. And it's, it's so cool to see Seckle's courage to be able to do that. It, does, it takes a lot of courage to step up and step out in faith like Seckle did. Um, and so thanks for sharing, Seckle. Um, Karen is actually going to share a little bit again. Um, and so I talked a little bit about how life for me as a high schooler is pretty rough. And how life for many high schoolers can be pretty, pretty hard, pretty rough. So Karen's just going to share a little bit about what life for her li- is like as a teenager. Okay, so as a high school senior, I have learned so much about myself. And one thing I learned is that I'm kind of a social butterfly. And so I have friends in one group and friends in another. And I learned one of the hardest things about being a teen, especially for me, is staying true to myself and my faith, um, especially when you have all sorts of different people in your life. And um, I realized that I would present different versions of myself depending on who I was talking to. And, you know, that's not really right. I'm not staying true to myself. And so one day I read Proverbs 4.23. They might throw it up on the screen for us. Yeah, yeah, look. So, Proverbs 4.23, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And that was, a, the scripture is a special reminder that my actions do speak louder than my words and that I have to remain strong in my faith. And um, I realized that I was trying to control the outcome of everything. And, you know, especially now I'm applying to colleges and I would try and like, do one thing, and so I'm, I'm learning, and I'm still in the process of trying to put God in the center of my life and putting him above everything else, and when I do, just everything flows together nicely. Yeah. yeah. So fast forward now. Um, at my school, we have Academy for Christ, and I'm a small group leader on Tuesday mornings. Yeah. And so it, it's really helpful having a support group um, at school, especially like 40-something kids come Tuesday mornings just for the purpose of worship, worshiping God, and we'll go out on the PA system, and we'll invite each other to church events. And it's so much fun, and it's really nice having like a group like City of the Seven to help you out too. Yeah. That's awesome. We all, we all can relate to that, right, of being in different situations and maybe not being true to ourself and who God's made us to be um, and kind of conforming more to the people around us. And so it amazes me that, that these young people can recognize, recognize that at such a young age and say, wait, this isn't how the Lord wants me to live. And they can step back and say, okay, Jesus, what do I need to do 
to stay true to myself and stay true to you. And so for Karen, it's finding different groups um, like City 7 or in her school. Karen leads a small group at her school of 40 students. Well, she doesn't lead 40 students, but 40 students show up and she leads a small group within that. Um, And so again, it just all comes back to this scripture, I think, that the Lord wanted to share today of don't let anyone look down on you because of your age. You know, a senior in high school is capable and able to lead a small group because the Lord has called her to it. And it, it, it just, it amazes, it amazes me how, just how, how in tune her heart is to, to God and, and to what he's doing in her life. Um, and we're so excited. Karen, do you want to share what you um, want to go to school for? Um, so... Uh, um, to be a doctor. Yeah. I want to be a physician assistant, and so I'm applying to different schools in different science majors, but I'm still applying, so I'll probably make a decision the night before <laughs> May 1st. Is, uh, yeah, so. yeah. Yeah, Karen does a lot, too. She's also um, doing an internship right now. Um, so often, when, tell us about your internship. So I'm interning at McLeod Seacoast in the radiology department um, every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday morning for half the day, and then I go back to school. Yeah, so sometimes Wednesday she, come in, she comes in with scrubs on. I'm like, girl, what are you doing? You a doctor? But it's good, you know, in case a student decides to get a little wild and crazy and break an arm. We have a doctor now, right? <laughs> yes. Thanks so much, so much, Karen. Um, and so one thing I love about the Vineyard Church is how much we love the Holy Spirit. And so when I have students that share stories with me about how the Spirit is moving and active in their lives, I explode. I love it. And so Sekul and Robert both have stories of when they've um, experienced the Spirit in powerful ways. Um, And so they want to share with you guys um, these moments that they've had um, that have just been filled with the Spirit. And so, Robert, do you want to share a little bit about your experience maybe this summer at camp? Yeah. yeah. So uh, when I was at camp, uh, I went back to our uh, rooms. Here, give them a little, uh, give them a little bit, a little context. Tell them what led up to this. What did we, what were, what were we doing at camp? So uh, we went to a huge camp, which was like uh, this beautiful place in like uh, upstate in uh, South Carolina. And uh, it was like, there was like a lot of mountains, very beautiful. Um, So we basically came there to uh, learn about Christ and then spread the word to other, uh, like, uh, parts of the area. Um, And uh, they gave us a place to stay, so so we would uh, worship every night. And then Mm -hmm. after the night, we we would either go back to... Our sleeping areas, or we would like hang out uh, until the bedtime. So uh, we were, um, uh, while other people were hanging out, I went back to my room, and uh, Paul was there also. Um, if none of you know Paul, but he's uh, also a very good uh, spirited person. Uh, yeah, Paul's sick right now. We're sad he couldn't come. Um, <laughs> and so uh, one day we were in our room, and so uh, Paul uh, prayed for me, and uh, I felt this warmth 
it kind of like fell over me. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I just started speaking tongues that I did not even know. Yeah. Isn't that amazing? And so, yeah. It amazes me the way, the different ways that the Spirit moves, right? He moves and gives us so many different gifts, whether it's the gift of a heart that can feel the tug of another person, whether it's the um, gift of a prayer language or the gift of giving. You know, the Spirit moves in all different ways, and to see um, it moving in the lives of these students, I just am in awe. Um, And so, really, it was really cool, because I got to go on this trip with Robert, and the next morning, I was talking to some students, and and I said, hey, hey, Robert, I heard you had, you know, a fun night last night. He said, well, Megan, I experienced the Spirit, you know, very just normal. I said, wow, that's awesome. Yep, I, fe- I just felt him come over me and w- walked away. I said, well, if we can normalize the Spirit like Robert can, <laughs> y'all, I think that's amazing, right? Naturally supernatural, which is a vineyard um, Distinctive, but I think it's just so, it it is, because the Spirit is the Lord, and we can talk about God and Jesus and the Spirit the way Robert does, very simple, very cordial, and like it's his every day, then we can talk to anybody about it. Um, And so, thank you for sharing, Robert. You're you're (laughs) Thank you. All right, Seckle. Seckle has another story of, um, tell us a little bit about what the event was and then what y'all did. All right. So uh, City 2-7 did this thing, 30-hour famine. And that's when all the students, uh, we don't eat for 30 hours. And while we're not eating, we're out in the community just serving others. So at one point, we went down Ocean Boulevard And we were talking to different people, and then we would pray for them. So uh, we're about to head back, and then, uh, you know, everyone was just getting excited going to every person we saw on the street. And uh, I felt this big, like, tug towards uh, these two people that were walking down the sidewalk. And uh, so we went to go pray for them. And uh, we asked them, well, I felt like something was wrong with them, and I was like, hey, uh, is anything going on in your life that you want us to pray for? And they told us that uh, there was this lady, and she said that she just walked out from where she worked, and uh, she was just fired. And uh, she, uh, that she relied on that job because she was about to lose her home, too. So uh, we prayed for her, and uh, when we were praying for her, like... Uh, you know, I was praying for, and I felt like I wasn't even speaking the words, like something else was speaking through me, like it was using my mouth to speak words, and like during it, I was like, whoa, this is awesome, like, <laughs> yes, I had no idea what was going on, and so uh, after, and during the prayer too, I felt the warmth that Robert was talking about, and I felt it go like through my arm and into them, and uh, I felt in my body that she felt like complete relief and uh that was just awesome yes that's awesome guys this makes me want to get up and like just dance and bounce around because that's how excited I get when um these students just share of 
stories about God and what God's doing. And it, and it re-energizes my faith to see students who have such strong faith in the Lord, who are willing to let the Lord use them, who are reaching out to other people and praying for them. It, it gets me going. I love it. And I just, I do, I want to just bounce all around here now because I'm a little bouncy person. Um, but we have time for one more, and I'm going to put Karen on the spot because I didn't prepare her for this question. But <laughs> Karen, will you share a little bit about, we've talked about it, so you, you'll be good, about how you've seen God intertwine between school and between here and between your life? And your, your God chills? Yeah. yeah. All right. Okay. Okay. I get it. Okay. So, um, so I'll come to church on Sunday. Tuesday mornings I have AFC. And then Wednesdays we have Vine Life. And I noticed it, it gets kind of weird. Like it freaked me out at one point. Um, Pastor Tim will share something on Sunday. And that will be the same message we share on Tuesday. And then Megan comes in on Wednesday and we have like the same message, and I would hear the same message play throughout the week or throughout the month, and I feel like that's just God revealing himself to me and really trying to share his word, and when that happens, I have to tell someone, so I was like, Megan, I've read this Bible verse four times this week, like I know this is so crazy, but that's just God revealing himself later, I realize. Yeah. What was the, what were we talking about that week? Do you remember? Um, we were talking about trusting God and mm-hmm. putting your faith in him. And I even um, help out with the little three to six, year, four to six year olds um, Sunday mornings um, once a month. And they have the same um, scripture too. And I, I'm so, <laughs> like, it's so, I don't know how to explain it. But yes. that's, I go home and I go in deeper and I'll read the scripture and I'll pray about it and then I'll come back to school and I'll talk to my friends about it. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's awesome. It uh, it it kind of is a little creepy sometimes, right? <laughs> you know, like you're home in quiet time and you're reading scripture and you're like, "Wow, this is great." And then you go out and you talk to a friend and they start talking about the same thing. You're like, oh, God, I see you. All right. And then like you go to church and and they're talking about the same thing. And you're like, all right, God, I hear you. And then just like throughout the week, it's the same stuff. And you're like, oh, my goodness, this is wild. But how much more evidence do we need that the Lord is present and he's with us and he hears us? That he's going to constantly remind us and show us and reveal himself to us like he does with Karen. We just have to keep our eyes open for it. Um, and so that concludes our time sharing um, with you all from these students. Um, and so we have another something special in store for y'all because we love fun stuff. Um, but first, I just want to thank these students, thank the other students. Um, I see that. It takes so much courage and vulnerability to get up here, to share, to lead worship, to even just stand out there and hold a door open for someone. It takes a lot. And so I'm forever grateful for these students and how they serve this church and how they serve the Lord. Um, They know sometimes I get up on Sundays and I just go on and on about them. And they're just like, all right, Megan, stop talking about us. Like, give us something to learn. But it does. It makes my heart so happy 
um, just to see them stepping up and stepping out in their faith. Um, and so for the next few minutes, we students would like to pray for you, church. And so I'm going to explain how we're going to do this. Okay, so you're going to have to, you're going to, have to tune in for a second. <laughs> Each one of these students has um, felt a word placed on their heart that they want to pray over you for. And so Robert's word is strength. And so if anyone feels like they need strength, they want to put their strength in the Lord, if they want their strength to increase, when it's Robert's time to pray, I'm going to invite you to stand and receive prayer from Robert. And Karen, her word's authenticity because it's hard to find authentic people in the world or even find authenticity in ourselves. And so if you feel like you want more authenticity in your life, whether it be relationships with yourself, with the Lord, um, we're going to ask you to stand when it's Karen's time to pray. And then Seckel wants to pray for your heart for people. He has such an evangelical heart that he wants to pray for yours to increase. So if you want your heart for people to increase, if you want your heart for evangelism to increase, I'm going to ask you to stand when it's Seckel's time to pray. And now students and leaders, I have something special for you. When you see someone stand to receive prayer, I want you to get up, join them, lay hands on them, and just stand in prayer with them. Okay, can we do that? Yeah. I got the finger guns. That's what I like. Um, and so I don't know if someone wants to come up and play a little. Blake will. That's my man. <laughs> We didn't, no. I threw it on them this morning. It's okay. Um, so I'm just going gonna, gonna to open us in prayer. And then if y'all um, just, just if you feel led, if you feel like the Lord is tugging at your heart for one of these three, three words, stand and let these students pray over you. Father, I just thank you so much for what you're doing in our lives and in the lives of the students. I thank you that you make yourself so evident around us and in these lives of these students. Lord, I ask that your spirit come, your spirit fill us, your spirit fall on us. Lord, that we experience your presence in here today, this morning. And so... If you feel like you want your strength to increase, I'm going to ask you to stand now for Robert to pray over you. Lord, I'm asking so that you will give strength to the people to get stronger with you so that they will read uh, your word longer and uh, strengthen the tie between you and understand the word through your eyes. I'm praying for them, Lord. All right. Thank you, Robert. Uh, 
down. And you can either sit down or remain standing if you want to receive prayer for more authenticity in your life. If you want your relationships to be more authentic, if you want your relationship with the Lord to be more authentic, I'm going to ask you to stand now so that Karen can pray this for us. Heavenly Father, thank you for gathering us this morning as this beautiful choir, this big, beautiful family. Lord, I pray that any of us struggling to fulfill our lives within you, I pray that you give us strength to continue to remain faithful and that we share our faith and that we live unashamed and and just we're happy and we love to share about you, Lord. Um, Lord, I pray that we continue to come together and worship you and that we share that with the, with the world and that we share that with our friends and our families. tug of the Lord to increase your heart for his people if you want your heart for evangelism to grow I'll ask you to stand now while Seckle prays for you God give us that pull and that tug to come into other people's lives God give us the right words to change to change them and bring them into our family, God. Give us the power to heal others through the Holy Spirit and to empower us to put the power of the Holy Spirit in others too. I'm going to invite you all to stand now. have some prayer teams up at the front if you um, feel more specific prayer you want. Um, but Father, I just thank you for your goodness. I thank you that you speak to us, that you move through us, and that you want to use us. Lord, I ask that we can go out and be willing to be used by you. Lord, I ask that you keep our eyes open to what you have right in front of us. Lord, I ask that you fill us with such joy and such love for you, for your kingdom, for your people, for this church. Lord, equip us to do your good work that you've set before us. Father, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for these students, this church. Lord, I ask that you build these students up. I ask that we are able to come alongside them, empowering them, affirming them, equipping them, praying for them, that we can set them free out into the world to do your good work. Jesus, we love you, and it's in your holy and mighty name I pray. Amen. Now. <laughs> Y'all didn't know you were going to get out a little bit early today.
Um, but like I said, there are prayer teams here up at the front of the room. Please come down if you feel that tug. That tug is real. That tug is Jesus. He's saying, come, meet me, and I'll be there waiting for you. So come receive prayer. Make sure you say hi and bye to somebody before you leave, um, especially a student. But y'all have such a wonderful Sunday afternoon. Thank you, guys. Thanks for listening to the Seacoast Vineyard Podcast. We are a vineyard church located in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, and you can learn more about us by visiting seacoastvineyard.com. If you need prayer, you can call us or email care at seacoastvineyard.com. If you feel called to support us financially through a one-time or recurring gift, please click on the Give tab at our website or text any amount to 84321 and follow the prompts.